God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today... And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. We uh, are coming to you... uh, uh, well, we came in live, but uh, we came in with a little bit of a technical difficulty. Um, well, here's the latest uh, with regard to Michigan, and that is that Trump won the primary. Of course, we knew that. He's going to win every primary, but Nikki won't leave. She still won't leave. Sports, sports have rematch with Biden, and we can now make some important uh, projections. Uh, CNN is uh, projecting now. Uh, that Donald Trump will win the Michigan Republican presidential primary. This will be his fifth straight major victory of the primary season and another loss for Nikki Haley. <laughs> and so, you know, the funny thing about that is, let's see what else they have. persists in her fight against Trump despite his growing advantage in the all-important hunt for delegates, which is, of course, what is needed to win the GOP presidential nomination. Again, CNN projecting Donald Trump will win the Republican primary in Michigan teeing up a blockbuster Super Tuesday contest next week. See All right, so um, Jack Posobiec unveils the real reason Nikki Haley is still running in the Republican primary after multiple brutal defeats. Nikki Haley is running to set a sabotage operation. Let's take a listen. Jack, you have been saying Oops. it's happening, and here we are. Benny, it's it's 100 percent happening. Here we are. And, and what's really interesting in this primary is this is actually sort of a non-primary that's going on. It's almost an anti-primary that we're looking at now in 2024, because what's very interesting. And if you watch those clips, for me, it wasn't interesting so much to see that President Trump won South Carolina. We knew that was going to happen. But what's really interesting, potentially even sinister, if you actually consider the implications of it, are the Nikki Haley clips at her speech on the night of the primary, which are eerily similar to her speech clips on the night of the New Hampshire primary, because her crowd is cheering. Her crowd is ebullient. Her crowd is urging her to continue on when she lost by 20, 30 points, including, as you say, her own home. It's almost like AI, an AI crowd, an AI response. It's crazy. County. What is the purpose of the Nikki Haley primary then? Why are millions of dollars? She's incredibly well-funded. Why is there an incredibly well-funded campaign behind Nikki Haley where she seems to have plenty of money rolling in, we know already, from Democrats, from the Koch network, who only recently pulled out of her, but 
has been funding her uh, to a very high clip up hitherto this performance. And then including Wall Street as well as uh, Silicon Valley billionaires such as Reed Hoffman, another member, by the way, of the former PayPal mafia. This is where Elon and Peter Thiel and Reed Hoffman all go back to that sort of elusive PayPal mafia of the late 1990s. And it's very interesting how all of those figures still play a role in our politics today, particularly the fact they're all Gen Xers, they're all on board. That's an entirely separate conversation. But the idea actually here is that Nikki Haley is not running a primary campaign. Nikki Haley is running a sabotage operation whereby in she's she's asking Democrats, she's asking left wingers, Green Party types to come into the Republican Party. This has never been done on such a scale before. This has been done at Rush Limbaugh used to joke about this back in 2008 in those primaries, Hillary versus Obama. This no, what we're seeing here is a concerted effort to actually dirty up the Republican voter rolls uh, on a mass scale that we're seeing state after state after state. That's number one. Then number two, a concerted effort to sabotage President Trump with a uh, with a sabotage candidate going into the 2024 election. And number three, we're now hearing this reported that Nikki Haley is potentially being considered as a candidate on the no labels party which is a separate sort of third party entity that's in search of a candidate they're now potentially going to throw their weight behind nikki haley so they're going to continue to finance nikki haley to try to get liberals to register as republicans and then vote for biden so they're going to dirty up the rolls the voter rolls of this is what's going on in American politics today. They can't just run on the issues. They got to play games. And every four years, it's something new. You got to give them credit. It's like, whoa. And the media, the mainstream media, we don't have the mainstream media to tell us what the heck is going on. They're in on the game. That's crazy, right? That's that's nuts. That's what's happening. Michigan, 68.2 to 26.2. I mean, she lost by more than 50, like almost 50 points. This is what's going on around the world. But see, America is different. We have a decentralized election system. We have a founding father's constitution, a republic, something that, that, that's never been done before. And we're dealing with this. So listen to this. Kamala Harris announces the Biden administration will now allow students to get paid through federal work study to register people to vote in an effort to activate them. We have been doing work to promote voter participation for students. And, for example, we have, um, under the federal work-study program, now allow students to get paid through federal work-study to register people um, and to be nonpartisan poll workers. As we know, this is important for a number of reasons. One, to engage our young leaders in this process and, and 
activate them in terms of their ability to to strengthen our communities. We have been doing... So they're going to pay people, uh, students, through work studies to to be an army of uh, uh, voter registration people at universities that are 98% run by liberals. (laughs) It's sort of like... Let's do mail-in balloting because 98% of the U.S. Postal Service Union is liberal. (laughs) I mean, you get it? Are you getting it? It's all weaponized. It's absolutely stunning. So, Mar-a-Lago history. Built by Marjorie Mayweather Post. By the way, I went to the uh, Mayweather Post Pavilion uh, <clears throat> house. Uh, it's like in Maryland or somewhere. And uh, what a nice house. And the first thing I thought, this looks so much like Mar-a-Lago. Well, they developed both. And the Post family that makes the cereals, Post, sold it to Mar-a-Lago for, in 1927. Uh, well, they sold it to they sold it to Donald Trump, but here, built by uh, Merriweather Mary Post in 1927 for eight million dollars. So that's over 138 million dollars in today's money. Trump. Per- so we're talking about this because that's the value that Ur- Ur- Uruguay, uh the judge, said. It was only worth eighteen million. Like a a shed is worth about eighteen million. The property alone is worth more than eighteen million. Plow down the house. Trump purchased and forget about the fact that it's owned by a former president of the United States and future president of the United States. Trump purchased in nineteen eighty five for eight million dollars. Got it for a song. Plus two million for extra land worth over twenty nine million to, in today's money. So that's in nineteen eighty five. He paid ten million for it. Merlago has made over twenty million dollars in a a year in revenue in twenty twenty two. Forbes estimated the value around three hundred and fifty million dollars. How again is it worth eighteen million? This whole thing got started Patrick when she claimed that Marlago is worth what eighteen million dollars. Eighteen million. Rob, can you go to Twitter, please? I found an article yesterday through Matt. I think it was Matt that put it put this up, and then I want to Google to verify it. This is New York Matt Gates, by the way. This is New York Times, Thursday, July sixteenth, nineteen eighty one. Post home for sale for twenty million dollars. A portion of Marlago, the Post Estate in Palm Beach. 43 years ago, this house was for sale for $20 million. And then I said, this cannot be a real story. (laughs) Then I went and typed New York Times to see if this article is still public. You can do this, folks. This is the article on NewYorkTimes.com with the date right there, if you can zoom in. July 16, 1981. Okay? And if you get the article, this is about the property of Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach. 
being for sale. So millions by Norman Neville was an undisputed quote upon Beach Society. And today, seven and a half years later, after the death of Marjorie Merriweather, post 115 room mansion, which she resigned, uh, she reigned in, is on the market for a uh, regal sum. By all accounts, the Post Foundation is selling Mar-a-Lago, a 70.7 acre estate that stretches from the Atlantic Ocean in front yard to Lake Worth in the back for no less than $20 million, a record-breaking price and a winner, you know, watering hole of the very rich is also one of the highest ever asked for presidential for residential property in the country. This is 1981. Wow. It took four years and eight million dollars to build Mar-a-Lago in 1927, Seven. folks. <laughs> in nine, that's a hundred years ago. Oh and God. this judge has convinced Americans <laughs> that Mar-a-Lago is worth freaking. <laughs> 18 million bucks. Do me a favor. Go to uh, Realtor.com if you can do that. Just go to Realtor. Go to Realtor.com and type in Palm Beach. Go to Realtor.com and type in Palm Beach. Uh, Palm Beach, Florida. If you can do that. Uh, Palm Beach, put Florida. Put a price Perfect. range of 18 now, million. If you can do me a favor while you go there and put the search. Go to the filters that it'll show you to the left. Sort by. Close that. says sort by bottom. Go lower, lower, lower. Right above the picture to the left. Yeah. Go to sort by highest prices. Highest price. Okay. And go to that first one. Go to the first one. That's just land. 2.3 acres for $200 million. Oh, my God. You're paying $200 million for that land right now. That's really nice grass. Yeah. Yeah. So go back, Rob. Go back, Rob. If you can go back one. Go back one. Go back one. Go to the second house. The view, Pat. That house is 2.27 acres. Wow. Okay? For $187 million. How many bedrooms is it? Go up a little bit to see how many rooms it is. Go up. 11 rooms. 177 rooms was the other one, just so you know, on 17.7 acres. So if we take purely this math, okay, go to the one previous and just do the land. Go to the one previous, Rob, you were in, right there, right there, that, that one right there. So the other property is 18 acres. This is two acres. Let's just say eight times, okay? Eight times $200 million with zero property, just the land, $1.6 billion. Wow. With the land, with the pool, with the club, with all the inside the rooms, everything, somebody could, a realtor, an aggressive realtor could make an argument for $2 billion, okay? They could. Now, somebody who's reasonable could say, well, at least it's worth a billion dollars, maybe $750 million. And if you're able to buy it for half a billion dollars, you got lucky. But the fact that somebody's selling two, two acres of land for $200 million and Letitia's able to convince that the place is only worth $18 million, do you realize how ludicrous and how funny this is? <laughs> this is This is crazy, right? I, I can't believe that is happening in America. I can't believe it. Some more bad news for Lauren Bobart's uh, family. <laughs> Her son, Tyler, is arrested, faces 22 charges after alleged thefts. Lauren Bobart, my God. We're not electing our best, are we? You know, I mean, I had so... <laughs> she was pretty. She was great. She was a patriot. Why in the world is she such a mess? You know, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, it's just terrible that this is happening, right? So we can't afford to lose any more house seats. Uh, no one thought we were going to lose Lauren Bobart, but, uh, she, uh, they got, now they're just piling on with her. 
she got they got videos of her balancing beer uh shots uh, beer glasses on her forehead and half naked um <laughs> it's terrible it's terrible she was one of one of the patriots right and uh she crashed and burned through her personal uh business it's absolutely stunning all right, Dr. Phil, we are using America's tax dollars to ship children into known prostitution. He says this on The View. Let's take a listen to this. I talked to the head of all the border guards down there, the, the head of the union. I asked him straight up, kids are coming over the border with numbers written on them, phone numbers and addresses. Do we check those out? He said, well, we call them. Is it possible that we're sending them into known prostitution rings or sweatshops? He said, it's not possible. It is absolute. We are using American tax dollars to ship children into known prostitution All and sweatshops. Some children. Well, who knows? Okay. We don't know. I said, are you... So what kind of checking do they do? So They, they call the said, number uh-huh, and, and say, do you know about this child? They say, yes. Will you receive them when they come? Yes. I said, is it possible that that's a prostitution ring? He said, we, ha- we know enough to know that it, in a number of cases, it has turned out to be absolute sex ring it has turned out to be an absolute sweatshop i said how is this possible well what do they and he do said then? it is happening what do they do then if they know that that's happening where is the u.s attorney's office where is the here's the damn here's good the question you have it? to you have to re-ask that question when we come okay. back because okay. we're coming so the view is getting a dose of reality and you know the view has been so wrong about this issue talking about the plight of asylum seekers. And it has nothing to do with that. This is an uh, just an absolute exploitation for election rigging because they're using these heads of meat, heads of, you know, the, they're just using these people for sex, for labor and for ballots. That's it. They could care less when there's somebody standing in front of the bus and they come off the bus in New York City and they act like they're an asylum city, uh, um, uh, 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 a sanctuary city, and they, they greet them. They're greeting them as if like you walked into a, like a resort and they want your money. They want your vote. They want your sweat. They want your blood. I mean, you're you're just a prize to them. It's like what? How can we dissect you? We could use your organs. They see you as organs. They see you as sex trade. They see you as slave labor. They also see you as power because you're going to turn into a ballot, and you don't even know it. And they're going to have a ballot harvester pick it up. And if they want to hire you as a ballot harvester, you'll be willing to take the $10. And that's what they're doing. They're paying people off on the cheap. They're getting... And and by the way, slave labor comes in many forms. It's all illegal. But 
What they're doing is they know that they're going to turn these people into political operatives. And it's going to dis- it and what Nikki Haley is doing exploiting the hell out of Donald Trump's indictments from Fannie Willis and Letitia James and we just heard the ridiculous judgment uh call 18 million dollars for for Mar-a-Lago. It's all a sh- charade. And the only one that actually got a hearing with regard to a later court was E. Jean Carroll said, no way, no hey, how. Did Trump uh, ever in, uh, rape E. Jean Carroll? And, um, and then John, uh, Jack Smith um, and his indictments. And this is all related to J6. And they're trying to get them off the ballot on insurrection. And they're not even hiding it anymore. And we don't have a media that's doing anything about it. We are in an unprecedented time, folks. So unprecedented that we don't have a media that's even pushing back. That they're getting away with murder. I remember when I used to talk about media bias. And I used to have an honest and earnest debate with my liberal friends who would always reject that notion. Are they rejecting it now? Want to know who comes up with all this evil crap? This guy. The uh, the guy who just died, Rothschild. So let's take a listen to this. We just want to let you know the New World Order has no legitimacy. And that we as a people are not afraid and we are waking up to the robber baron. He's saying this to the Rothschild dude that just passed away. Lord, uh, pedophile Lord Rothschild. Big banksters who are looting this economy with the Federal Reserve. Well, what do you, I mean, the Rothschild family did start the Federal, you know, they divided Europe first, took over Europe, the Napoleon. Thank you, (laughs) Chadrich. No comment on that, sir. And so now Satan trends online following death of Lord Jacob Rothschild. Rothschild family announced on Monday that globalist financier and head of the Rothschild empire, Lord Jacob Rothschild, passed away at 87. Soon after the death announcement, Satan began trending online due to users sharing an image of the recently deceased Rothschild posing with the creepy artist Marina Abramovich in front of a huge mural of Thomas Lawrence's painting, Satan summoning his legions and, and all over the internet it's satan summons his legions that that's not right and by it's the way mis- nothing for nothing but uh any ki- any any parents sending their kids to taylor swift concerts has got to got to rethink that because um she is her whole show is wrapped around satan and lord rothschilds and the globalist movement. Her whole show is. Her whole show is. Taylor Swift got paid for that propaganda. I'm telling you, man, it, it's unbelievable how they've gotten into every aspect of your life. It's liable. The painting is, I actually went and looked years ago on the big British Museum site. It's Lucifer summons his legions, but whatever. While other networks lie to you. Of Rothschild, his own seat in the royal house, 
the fourth baron of the Rothschilds. Those are French Rothschilds on screen right there in the uh, 60s, doing some eyes wide shut type fun. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy stuff. <clears throat> so Alex Jones did some stuff with that. It's crazy. Listen to this. Wow, setting the stage for the most rigged election in American history. They're asking you to check uh, the party affiliation box on the outside of the mailer. I guess that just makes it easier for them to toss away the red ones. (laughs) So get our voters pamphlets. (laughs) Oh, man, this is too much. Got our voters pamphlets. Now you check on the outside of your pamphlet what party you're affiliated with. I mean, I guess that just makes it easier for him to toss away the red ones. They're color-coded. One's red, one's black. <laughs> they just make it easier for, for them to. So I'm looking at this tweet. It says, rest in peace, Knob Hill, San Francisco. So they it's a, it's a kind of like a before and after, which is happening a lot online. Like I showed a picture of Ellis Island and immigrants coming through waiting in line to get examined, examined uh, for health concerns. Meanwhile, we have another person that's uh, like people in line and they're wearing T-shirts that say, F you all. <laughs> it's just absolutely absurd. So, so here in San Francisco, right? This music. In San Francisco. So there we go. And they're just showing all these dilapidated, shut down, you know, drug infested neighborhoods uh, at the same time that they're playing that beautiful song. It's, it's crazy. And they're doing it because of their globalist overlords. That's who pays off Nikki Haley to lose in Michigan by nearly 50 points, uh, 60 points. Right. I mean, she lost by like 60 points, but she's sabotaging the voter rolls. She's sabotaging the Republican Party. She and Ronald McDaniel have ruined the RNC and the GOP. Trump is here to bring it back. And they're going to run as a third party. You, You better believe that they're going to do whatever they can to do that. And that's why RFK needs to be standing on the ready. Joe Manchin needs to be standing on the ready. If he cares at all about this country, then he should realize that Joe Biden and the Democrat Party are out to destroy it. Listen to this. This is climate change. You're one of the founders of the most famous environmental organization in the world, and you think the Green New Deal sounds terrifying. Tell us why. Well, because it would be basically the end of civilization if 85% of the world's and also 85% of the U.S.'s energy in the form of coal, oil, and natural gas were phased out over the next few years, like 10 years. We do not have anything to replace them with. Yes, if we went into a crash course of building nuclear reactors, 
we could replace them for producing electricity. But that isn't going to happen because the Greens are against nuclear and they're even against hydroelectric dams, which at least is renewable, but they don't support that either. So basically they are opposed to approximately 98.5% of all the electricity that we are using and nearly 100% of all the vehicle and transportation and ships and planes energy that we are using. So I just, when I tweeted the other day and had a huge response, over three million impressions on Twitter, when I said you don't have a plan to feed eight billion people without fossil fuels or get the food into the cities where it's needed, that requires large trucks and there's not going to be any electric trucks anytime soon hauling 40 tons of food into the supermarkets where the people in the cities probably think it originates in the supermarket but it does not it's coming from farms out in the country where a few million people are growing the food for all the rest of the population and if we banned fossil fuels first agricultural production would collapse in a very short period of time there's these things called tractors and they use fuel and all the other implements on the farm and then there's the transportation so when 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 you have no fuel how do you get the food to the center of new york to manhattan where aoc is from you don't then the people there will begin to starve and that will spread out as a rot from the center of the metropolises all across the country And half the population will die in a very short period of time. And as I also pointed out, there wouldn't be a tree left on this planet. Say this was a worldwide thing, because the United States isn't going to ban fossil fuels if no one else does. But say the Paris Agreement came into effect fully all around the world and everybody banned fossil fuels. There wouldn't be a tree left on this planet because that would be all there was for fuel for heating and cooking as they did in the old days when there was hardly anybody on the planet compared to what there is today. So just that one point, never mind the insanity of banning aircraft and fossil fuel using vehicles. It's, it's sort of like guaranteeing yourself, shooting yourself in the, in the head, not the foot. I mean, shooting yourself in the head to solve a problem. It's like, what's the point? I mean, really, if everybody shoots themselves in the head, that will solve the problem. Let's all do it all today. At 12 noon, let's all do that. I mean, that's the insanity, right? That's insane. Nobody should ever shoot themselves in the head. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is, is that they're basically committing suicide. Uh, well, I uh, caller <laughs> the caller. I thought the caller system was not on today, but uh, um, all right, caller, you're on the air. Yes, it is working. Yeah, okay. You know, thank I've never, you. I've never seen government so dysfunctional in my lifetime. I saw a report today. <clears throat> I don't know if you watch this news station. It's called the National Desk, and they were doing some uh, reporting on China's agenda on what they're doing with the fentanyl, shipping it in here. And uh, they're trying to just, you know, like you said, what's going on in California. They're trying to just create chaos, depopulate us more. Um, There's a book they confiscated, and it was in Chinese. 
and I guess they uh, have uh, translated it to America. And on the cover, it says how they plan to destroy the United States. So, I mean, we're... We're virtually under attack at the moment. Oh, we are. We, we, oh, no, we totally see. That's just it. You know it. I know it. But th- th- most people don't know this. Like, you know, what? people that listen to this show are hardcore, right? I mean, we are hardcore warriors, patriots. But listen, the the, the majority of the world doesn't even know that Scott Adams show exists. I mean. The thing is, people listening to this show are in on, you know, they we understand what we're up against and what is happening. But I'm telling you, we don't, there are so many, the majority doesn't know this. And this is the biggest problem. This is the well, thing they that watch, scares they me the, the most. Mainstream media. They're watching mainstream media. I mean, I have a friend that's leaving to uh, Italy here for a month. He's going to start a new business there because he's, the world's on fire right now. They are they're burning down. He told me they are in, in Europe they're they're attacking all of Bill Gates' facilities. They are literally <clears throat> burning them to the ground. And you're not seeing any of this being reported. Well you know what? The next thing that's gonna happen, and I guarantee you you're gonna see it at some point, I'm surprised we haven't seen it already, is snipers. Snipers taking out these world leaders. And I'm not advocating for it. That is insane. That that thought, um, but you remember the DC sniper? Remember sure. the, they hid in their trunk, and they they, sure. they were really almost impossible to catch, and they they virtually shut down the Beltway traffic. <laughs> um, people were afraid of yep. getting shot. Um, that's, I, I sure do. That's what's going to happen. You're going to have snipers going after Klaus Schwab, after Larry Fink, after Bill Gates, and all these monsters. Uh, uh, you know, um, John uh, Kerry. Uh, and all the uh, Al Gore, you know, they have such secret uh, security detail and private jets and all kinds of things. But there's going to be um, snipers uh, that are going to be activated at some point. And I'm not advocating it. I, I am totally against that. But what I am saying is that is going to happen at some point. We're going to see a rash of that. And it's going to be very frightening in the world. Yes. I agree. Right? I mean, we're we're losing law and order as we speak day by day between the federal government and and you know some states are holding on to law and order, but others are just letting it go, like California, New York. And you know, and, this couldn't uh, have happened by accident. This could not have happened by accident. This this happened rapidly. This happened really fast, like in the last fifteen years. And it really it really happened ever since Obama uh you know, divided uh the black population and was able to experiment with that. Um I, I think he was a very devi- divisive uh human being um into that whole Saul Linsky uh, operation. Uh, he and Hillary Clinton were in on that. They were both disciples of Saul Alinsky, and they both understood the power and the manipulation of Cloward and Piven, and and uh, and they were both connected with the Weather Underground and Bill Ayers and and those types of monsters from our American history, and they are disciples of all of that. 
but they're more sophisticated and more advanced. And you throw in the internet and social media, and it just becomes an exponential threat, exponential, because it, well, they, they, it gives them leaps and the, bounds the, of advantage over what Saul Alinsky and Cloward and Piven had at their disposal. The foreign aid has become a, a wonderful laundering machine. For them right. to fill their coffers with money. Right. And it always has been to a certain degree. Uh, even, not um, as bad as it is. Yeah. I mean, even, um, yeah, going back so, to... So the Klaus Schwab's and, 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 the, and, the, and the John Kerry's and the Hillary Clinton's. I mean, Bill Clinton was... When Haiti had the uh, earthquake over there, what was he building the, uh, the concrete outhouses for? A million dollars a piece. These things have been going on for a long time. They figure out ways to launder money. You know, just like Dick Cheney in the war, mass destruction in, in Iraq, all the no-bid contracts, Liz Cheney. These people have been stealing from us for decades. But it's all coming to the head, uh, head now. They've got to get control over the whole world. And European Union's on fire right now. You can see a lot of videos and talk to a lot of people. And, but they're not going to show that on your mainstream media. They're not going to show the tractors running through the barricades. They're not going to show the, the farmers burning piles of tires in the street, blocking the freeways. That's what's going on right now over there. Germany, too, as well. These people can't survive. And like you said, the snipers, it's going to come to the point some people are going to say it's us or them. Right. Right, it's a well, shame. It really is. It, it really is. I mean, I watch all these this border being penetrated the way it's being penetrated right now. You know, some of these governors are stepping up to the plate, but you know, I'm pretty disappointed in Abbott. He took it took him almost a year and a half to get this thing going and down in his state. They kept whining and you know bellyaching about how Joe wasn't doing his job on the media and kept blaming it, playing the blame game instead of you know exercising article one section 10 yeah that's danger you know and and it took people to call i had to call him i called him a year ago saying why are you not exercising the article in the constitution to secure your borders these people like gavin newsom he should be arrested for accessory to murder that's what he should be arrested for right now yeah for allowing his borders to be wide open and all these people with the fentanyl coming in and all the rapes and the killings that are these illegal immigrants are doing. Yeah. That's my opinion. Yep. Hey, well, thank you for sharing that opinion today. And, uh, thank you for calling in. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Well, um, you know, what came to mind too, CIA has been manipulating elections for a long time. And that's what they're doing right now. The CIA, the FBI, the DOJ, we fund these people. We need to defund them. What do you do like when you want to keep somebody weaker, like Iran or like an adversary? You stop paying them. You know, if you have a rogue employee that's operating against the benefit of the country, company, you don't give them a raise. If you have an adversary, you try your best to make sure they make less money. Somehow, make them weaker as an opponent. 
Yet, you know, um, Ruth Payne comes to mind, right? Her, her father was in the USAID, which is basically an arm of the State Department that finances and manipulates elections and props up things. Um, you know, they were involved in Ukraine and, and the biolabs, financing every single part of that aspect, uh, aspect of that. And the CIA was assassinating people taking people out like they did with the Bay of Pigs. They screwed that up. The CIA is just a bunch of losers. They're a bunch of Ivy League whippersnappers that never had a job in their life, that don't know crap about crap. And they're running the world right now through your tax dollars. If you knew the half of what the CIA was doing, and they're not capable people, these are Ivy League liberals, soy boys, weaklings, not men, wimps, hiding behind a lot of money that you're giving them. I mean, there's nothing admirable about a CIA operative. They're just a bunch of academics posing as professors with their credentials in hand of, you know, basically uh, overeducated latte drinkers. They're not what you see in the movies. They're not even close. They're not tough guys. They're not Jason Bourne. They're, they're, they're the opposite of that. They're Lee Harvey Oswald type of guys. Losers. Misguided. Delusional. Liberal socialists, scum. And that's what our CIA has become. We'd like to think that it's better than that, wouldn't we? But they've been assassinating presidents, civil rights leaders, and presidential candidates, if you think about RFK, JFK, and MLK. Anyway, let's get back to current times. Michigan. Here's a union worker. Bill, we've had two engine plants close in Macomb County in the last few years while they were ramping up to build more electric vehicles. Think about it. What does an electric vehicle not need? An engine. And we had entire plants with thousands of workers devoted to building gasoline engines, and he's getting rid of those. So it's real, It's a real easy decision for automakers to make. We're voting for Donald Trump on November 5th. We're out there in droves today voting in the primary. Bill, we've had two engine plants wow. closed in Macomb that County. That's quite a testimony. This is the real deal. Now, the uh, union leaders, they are getting their gre- palms greased by the party that knows how to grease palms. That's the Democrats. Ronald McDaniel's too busy hoarding the grease and eating it, apparently. I mean, she's just consuming the grease. The bribe money comes her way, and she basically pockets it and built, buys a house. <laughs> she doesn't palm the, grease the palms that she's supposed to be greasing. You know, you're giving money to grease some palms to get some things done, right? She's not doing that. She knows it's ill-begotten money, so she pockets it, gets a massage, gets new furniture for her office, gets uh, all kinds of private jet service. I mean, Ronald McDaniel's just a slime bag, and she always has been. 
And she should have um, actually stepped aside when uh, Trump's lawyer, uh, gosh, I'm forgetting her name, but she she was uh, running against Hamid, uh, Harmeet um, Dillon. Yeah, Harmeet Dillon. Um, I can't believe I remembered her name. I had her on the show, by the way. <laughs> I did. Um, in the last, in the, I think in the last year. But uh, yeah, it's crazy. So I'm just looking at, uh, I'm just scrolling through my uh, Twitter feed today um, because frankly, I didn't, I didn't even have a lot of time to prepare. I prepare the show all day and all night, you know, basically through Twitter. Um, but uh, I didn't really have a full prep on this show today because I ran out. I, a lot of other things were going on in my life uh, that were, uh, I got my father in the hospital and I got my brother in the hospital, my oldest brother. Um, uh, a miracle. Uh, prayers were answered. Uh, my brother uh, had a cardiac arrest and uh, normally you don't survive that because you have like 10 minutes of survival time to uh, to get oxygen to your brain. And somehow he had a car- cardiac arrest at home and he survived. And uh, that's a kudos to his wife. And, and uh, whatever happened there, we don't even know the full story. He's still in the hospital, tubed up. Um, but it's a, it's kind of a big deal in our family. And, um, and then my father, uh, also, uh, took a little bit ill and, um, he's in the hospital. He had a AFib situation. So, um, he's 87 years old and, uh, I was just down to see him and, uh, visiting him, beat me at cards, still sharp as a tack and, uh, just such a great man. So I'm praying for both of them, and he's preoccupying a lot of my time. But uh, um, those those are personal issues uh, that I'm dealing with right now. And uh, if you want to um, uh, say a little prayer for both of them, uh, you're welcome to do that. Please do that. Um, put them in your prayers uh, because they need your prayers. So uh, if you want to email uh, me with your prayers, uh, you can email Scott at scottadamshow.com. Um, <clears throat> so that's the kind of stuff that's going on in my life right now. But uh, serious business, actually. Serious, serious business. Um, but anyway, I, the show must go on, unfortunately uh, and unfortunately. The life, life continues and time never sleeps. Time never stops. We are billions of people. Let's just stand up and say stop. We will not comply. Pascal Najati, son of the World Economic Forum's co-founder, demands the arrest of World Economic Forum members for their uh, alleged involvement in distributing a bioweapon to 5.7 million billion people. Everything evil in the world related to demo side, unfortunately, comes from Geneva. You have WHO in Geneva, you have Gavi, then you have the WEF, the World Economic Forum, which my father was a co-founder and left Klaus Schwab out of disgust in the early 80s, that has diplomatic immunity. I, as a Swiss citizen, right here now, declare that the WEF is not eligible anymore for diplomatic immunity. 
I call on the Swiss authorities and security to arrest those people immediately. Why? The WEF, WHO, Gavi, Big Pharma, Big Tech, Bill Gates, all advocated a global humanity injection by a bioweapon injecting nanolipids into 5.7 billion people. And we Swiss are hosting them? That's terrible. We cannot tolerate any entity that promotes poison to be injected into humanity. But you've done it. I'm the victim, I'm dying from it. And my mother too. It's a demo side and you'll be judged. It will be corrected in the name of humanity. If you have a house of cards and this is a house of cards of a criminal, one card pulled by justice and the whole card house collapses. But from hope alone it is not done. Everybody must now change the spirit. And all the vaccinated, the injected, knowing that they are poison. We are the masses. We are billions of people. Let's just stand up and say, stop. We will not comply. And in French, ni oubli, ni pardon. Because we are the guardians of humanity and our light obliterates the darkness of evil. Wow. Uh, you know, that's the first time I've heard that, actually. I, I retweeted that, but I never listened to it. Oh my, I read I read the synopsis of it. I knew what it was about. But wow. Oh my goodness. The, he he speaks the truth, doesn't he? So, listen to this. Japan loses its crown as the world's third largest economy as it formally enters a uh, recession. I was going to get to that, but I'm also going to get to this caller. Um and caller you're on the air. Hey, Scott. This is John from Illinois. How are you? Pretty good, John. Driving to work, I see. Yes. Well, sorry about that. Uh, there's wind noise. Um, hopefully this is better. Um, I First of all, I'm glad your dad and uh, that brother are doing okay. The ablation, uh, the ablation, the cardio version, your dad can do pretty well with that. Sounds like your brother's going to turn out okay. Yeah, my brother, Jay, you're a doctor, hear. right? You're medical. Um, he, he went through the whole cold treatment and then the warm treatment uh, that they do for cardiac arrest, and he came out of that. And he has not been able to speak yet because he's tubed up, but he was able to acknowledge his wife with his eyes. And, and then yeah. his MRI came back. When he fell, because he blacked out, he fractured a, T, a, a T1. Uh, vertebrae, but he didn't have paralysis. He didn't, you know, so it's it's a miracle that he is where he is. An absolute miracle. Yeah. Yeah. And your dad, like say, uh, uh, the AFib can be treated, like say, with ablation or cardioversion. Yeah. Uh, and probably probably has been. Like, yeah. You know, just to, to briefly say, you you talked about the environmentalists and their impact, particularly on Germany with regard to the, uh, the nuclear energy and whatnot, and, you know, they... Uh, they turned off the new plants, and now, gee, they're having problems now that they don't want to take the uh, take in the Russian energy because of U.S. pressure. You know, it's been said that they're green on the outside, red on the inside, and that's why they traditionally have supported the Soviet Union back decades ago, as well as China, because they perceived them as allies for their cause. 
that's also why the American left, the American hard left, uh, you know, and the cultural Marxists supported those uh, nations in the past. But it's also why they've turned on them, as they've turned nationalists and, especially in the case of Russia, culturally conservative. And so they decided, well, they have to abandon that relationship. So now they've turned, you can see, well, why are they, why are they so anti-war? Because they used to be very anti-war, right, on the green and the left, right, and all the Hollywood movies and all that that would mock the military. Now they're pro-military. Now they're pro-aggression. So why is that? Because well, because, it's, it's, these because they figured out how yeah. to launder money through war. Well, they also perceive as enemies, and they're, they're ideological enemies. Because I see, I see the left as more, some of them are the grifters, or the grifters of the party, like the Clintons. But there's also true, and, and I think Hillary's both a grifter and true believer. I think Obama's probably a true believer, but he's also a bumbling incompetent, so he can only do so much. But, but they, they see you know, the, the ideological, so the ones who work their way through the institutions for 100 years, see the Western governments as their vessels. We've been morally weakened, intellectually, become intellectually flaccid, and we've, begun to, we've bought into the green Kool-Aid, so to speak. And so they see us as their best, their best hope. We take over our government, our governments and our militaries, they perceive as powerful enough, rightly or wrongly, they perceive as powerful enough to exert our will over the rest of the world, Western Europe, the U.S., Canada, Australia. If they do that, they effectively think they can force the rest of the world to go green and achieve their ends. And I think that's where the environmentalists are coming from, particularly in Germany. I mean, because the German Greens supporting this kind of conflict is you would think it would be completely out of character, and yet they right. do it. And I think that's their long game. I think they're wrong in the, in the long run regarding Russia and China being too weak, uh, particularly Russia. But I think that's, that's the game they're playing, and that's why you see them doing these irrational, these nutty things, and they don't care what their population thinks. But I think that's why they, they place their bets long on the West to take over and to force everyone else to do what they want to do, even if it means the loss of billions of people. Right, because it, they think it's good for the earth. I mean, that, that's right. my explanation for the big picture. Well, thank you for that, and for that, we're out of time, <laughs> so we have to go. Have a great day. Thank you for okay. calling in. All right, Bye. take care. All right, well, that is our music at the end of the show. I'm going to m- minimize that for a second. Say, check out magapack.org. Find out how you can make uh, America great again. Also, make a donation if you'd like to keep the Scott Adams Show commercial free. The donations over there help the show over here uh, because we're connected and uh, we're on a mission to spread the word of American first policies to make America great again. Also, uh, use red state as your promo code over at mypillow.com and that makes us all happy. And then we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye bye, everybody. Just to bury my kids right up to their necks. <laughs>